You're listening to Radio 1190, 1190 AM, KVCU, Boulder, Denver, 98.9 FM, Translator, K255DA, Boulder. My is Lucy. Welcome to News Underground. I'm so excited for our show today. We're going to be talking a little bit about wildfires in Boulder. Uh, and in case you haven't been paying attention, it's been a little bit of an issue here um, in the state in general, but also kind of uh, dealing with how to how to uh, deal with fires when people are so 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 close to nature um, and so with me I have two uh, very important people in this field here locally I have Karen Hallweg she is on the advisory board for CU's Center for Sustainable Landscapes and Communities and I also have Stefan Reynold uh, he is the senior forestry resource specialist for Boulder County Parks and Open Space. Thank you both for joining me. You're welcome. It's great to be here. Glad to be here. So I kind of want to start off. Um, where did this kind of center idea originate, Karen? Um, and what are you kind of doing with it? Well, for the last few years, a group of Boulder citizens and faculty, staff, and students at CU and members of both Boulder City and Boulder County open space departments have been um, collaborating and saying, you know, we really need a collective effort on some of our major resource issues in town to address them substantively and enable the community to engage in um, discussions that are really productive and not loud, but <laughs> substantive. and. Um, that, that if we formed a collaboration, we could probably pool our resources and our understandings of all the issues and really have civ a civil discourse community-wide with all components of the community involved about our public lands and the kinds of issues that we're facing today and need to address and make um, informed decisions about to reach a sustainable, productive future in our community. So it's a little bit of discussion, it's a little bit of action. Um, what, is, what has the center done um, since it was started years ago? We've held um, evening workshops and symposia out at the East Campus at the Sikh building and uh, engaged anywhere from 100 to 300 people in those evening sessions around uh, open space issues primarily but also issues like uh, the importance of recreation for mental health and um, the, the sustainability of our natural systems. And, and just this last year, we submitted to the university uh, um, a proposal to form a, a formal center and just got approval last year. So this year is our first official year as the Center for Sustainable Landscapes and Communities on campus. Well, congratulations on that. Um, and so the reason that I brought you both on today is you're doing this workshop on this Wednesday. Uh, it is preparing today's Boulder forests for tomorrow's wildfires. And Stefan, can you talk to me a little bit about what you mean by tomorrow's wildfires? How are wildfires changing and why? Stefan's on the phone, so we may have... I'm having uh, connection difficulties, I think. Ah, there you are. 
So what's what what do you mean kind of by tomorrow's wildfires? Hello. <laughs> we'll come back to him. Um, let, let, let me just take a stab at sure. starting that, and then Stefan can chime in. Sure. Um, for the last, uh, I think everybody's familiar with Smokey the Bear. And for the last 120 years, in U.S. land management for all sorts of public land agencies, the policy has been to quelch wildfires and not let them burn. And so we currently have, in Boulder County as well as throughout the West, really dense stands of forests that are unnaturally dense and therefore prone to high-risk mega-wildfires. And uh, Stefan, if you're back on the line, you can probably elaborate a little bit about Boulder County and how that is reflected in our uh, open space lands. Sure, and, and hopefully you can hear me. Um, so, so essentially, you know, uh, I think Karen, you did a good job there uh, talking about how the the forest in in, in the lower areas, the, the lower Montana, are, are overly dense, um, and it has there's a lot of reasons for that, and you know we could save that for another discussion. Um, but but essentially, uh, there are a lot of fires um, that we have seen uh, on the landscape. Um, in the past 10 to 15 years, and uh, not just Boulder County, but but the Front Range as a whole. Um, Boulder County, you know, had uh, the, the Black Tiger Fire in 1989, uh, which was about 2,100 acres, and, and, and 44 structures were lost. And, and that was our first wake-up call that, hmm, what, what's going on here, and, and, and are, is there anything that we can do to mitigate those issues? Um, you know, since then we've had um, the old stage fire in 1990-2009, um, same location, uh, burned about 3,000 acres. Um, 2003, we had another fire, 3,500 acres, uh, lost 12 homes. And then the, the big one that really, um, um, you know, put a lot of fear into us is the, the Four Mile Fire in 2010, uh, where we lost 169 homes. Um, and it was, you know, you know really scary, uh, um, and, and, and really could have done even more damage than that. Um, and then more recently, we had the 2016 Cold Springs fire, uh, where we lost eight homes and, and it burned 500 acres. And and we're we're, we're concerned because because it's, it's not necessarily that these fires occurring because normally we'd have about 30 fires in any given year, um, and that that's normal. Um, what we're concerned about is the size of these fires, the location of these fires, and, and, and the threats that they're putting on uh, citizens. Um, you know, and, and the other piece is we're seeing fires occurring outside the window of what we consider the normal fire months, uh, you know, the summer when, it, when it's hot and when it's dry. We're seeing fires in September. We're seeing fires in October. We're seeing fires in February. And, and this is this is really uh, uh, what's been difficult for us. Right, and currently Boulder County is still under stage one fire ban, and it is just about a week before October, which is traditionally quite abnormal. And so why, so we've seen this increasing, um, especially with this summer. Um, should we be expecting future summers to have similar fire bans and fire behavior 
you know, I, I think with uh, climate change, I think that is something that 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 we should uh, expect. Um, you know, the, the 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 difficulty for us uh, as as land management agencies is the fall is a is a good time for us to do our prescribed fires. And and if we're in a fire ban, um, we we can't be doing our prescribed fires, which can help minimize uh, um, hazards in the long term. Right, and there's been some interesting reportage on um, how different places deal with wildfires. Uh, I read a very interesting article recently about how Florida actually has let their fires burn for decades, um, kind of doing the natural prescribed fires, um, but as a result of that, because it's kind of been built into their infrastructure and into how they've built their societies, they don't have a lot of the fire problems that we do. Granted, they are also very much more humid, um, and there are many other factors. Um, but would you say that the suppression in past decades of natural fire burning has influenced um, both how we deal with fires now and the nature of fires? Yeah, yeah, correct. I mean, I, I think, you know, we have, there, there's multiple pieces, like I was saying, um, um, you know, the American settlement of the West, we, we moved out here and, and, and we use timber um, and, and we cut trees and then we, um, we, we had grazing and, and grazing would eat the grasses, which would have competed with new trees coming up. And, and then we went into a whole phase of fire suppression. Anytime a fire got started, we put it out. And, and these things all led to a, a, a an overly dense uh, forest in, in, in different portions of, of the state. Um, but, but fire is a natural disturbance agent and process that is supposed to occur uh, in our forest. Uh, the, these forests were designed to, to live and exist with fire. Um, some species have fire-resistant bark. Ponderosa pine would be one of those. Um, some species have serotonous cones, which have a, a waxy substance on them. And when a fire comes through, that, that waxy sub- substance melts off and drops seed on the ground, and that's how it regenerates, and that would be lodgepole pine. Other uh, species like aspen, when a fire comes through, yes, the trees in the overstory die, but they will vigorously sprout back up again and, and, and allow more uh, aspen on the landscape. So, so again, we've, we've removed fire from the system, and then we're, we're now we're asking ourselves, well, what's wrong? And, and that is what's wrong is fire has been removed from the system. And Karen, how much of this has been kind of in with Boulder society in the past few decades? Um, what's kind of the, the mentality about dealing with fire, and how's that changing? Well, I think um, the the uh, tip of the iceberg... And I, and I, I kind of missed that question there. I, I'm, just... I'm curious about kind of the social uh, understanding of... Um, fires from kind of Karen's perspective of being on the ground here um, with kind of Boulder Society and how all of that's changing? The, I think the tip of the iceberg uh, if that shows a little bit of where we're headed and, and what has been started is our, our city open space and mountain parks department about 15 years ago passed a management plan for our the, the uh, 8,000 acres of forest in our city open space land immediately in the mountain backdrop and surrounding the city. And um, through that 
program, about almost a fourth of the acres that have been for that are in forest in our city open space system have been treated in one way or another, either with thinning or with prescribed burns to open up the forest and make it less dense and therefore provide sort of natural breaks so that when there is a fire, the um, urban wildlands interface is not so susceptible to getting burned. Uh, there's a lot more work to do, <coughs> obviously, but I think I say that that's the tip of the iceberg because it's, it was started by the uh, open space management agency itself because of the foresters like Stefan who work there and are, are professionally informed about this whole topic. And um, now I think it's really important to engage the rest of the community in the discussion in both understanding what is needed and collaborating in making it happen so that the whole community is less uh, at risk for the wildfires that, as Stefan said, are inevitable at this point. So then, yeah, and, and I would agree. Yeah, go ahead. I, I would agree with Karen there, uh, I, but, I, but I think there's some other pieces of that, you know, when, when I started my career, uh, you know, 16, 17 years ago, um, you know, really what what the issues were, um, you know, people moved to the mountains and, and they, they want to have forests, um, and, and it's understandable. And, but, but I think there, we, there's been a strong education push, but I think it comes in waves. And, and I think, you know, I think a lot of people uh, agree. I think it's more palatable uh, for, for uh, thinning operations and, and, and treatments to occur and even prescribed fire. But I think we can't stop with the education piece. I think, you know, you get new people moving into the state. We get, um, you know, there's still people that don't, you know, support it. So I think we just need to continually, um, um, uh, you know, bring our message to the public saying, hey, this is, this is what we see. And this is what we're trying to do to fix the problem from our perspective, lead by example, and, and hopefully, um, you know, some of the larger private landowners will start to do work. Uh, maybe they'll do defensible space around their home and structure and join a program like Wildfire Partners that helps you with defensible space. Those are kind of the things that, that, that we just need to keep pushing and keep, and, keep, and keep engaging the public so there's more understanding. I think Stefan's made a, a good point. Uh, being from the county, um, he's well aware of the many initiatives that the county has started in the, the forested lands outside of the city limits. And um, I think the city as a, a society is slower coming to the party because we haven't had to live with the kinds of fires that he was describing before the Four Mile Fire and all the fires up canyons. Um, and, and so the people living in the city next to the open space um, are, are more recent in terms of their awareness of what needs to be done and how it needs to be done to, to uh, work in concert with what the open space, city open space system is doing on adjacent lands. So you're holding then this workshop, I'm assuming kind of to educate the folks of the city. Tell me a little bit more about um, what, what, what it's going to look like, what you're going to talk about, um, what people will be getting out of it. That's right. It's coming up this Wednesday, 
September 26th from 5.30 to 8. Um, and it's going to be a, a extremely unique opportunity <coughs> for people to from the city and county to talk face-to-face with 17 different experts who are professionals like Stefan, uh, who are from CU and CSU doing research on forests and wildfires, and people who live uh, in areas where they have either uh, experienced wildfires directly or have done the kinds of things um, as were just described, creating defensible space around their homes and so forth. So it's a real uh, special opportunity that evening for people, for anybody in the general public who registers to come and interact with those people. In addition to the kinds of people I've described, there will be people, um, for instance, from the Nature Conservancy who uh, know a lot about the ecological benefits of prescribed burns, um, people from the Forest Service who have been dealing with this for years, and, and people representing some of the community groups that have formed around getting a whole neighborhood to work collectively on this issue. So I, it's, as a, as a relative neophyte in this field, uh, I'm excited about having an opportunity to, to interact and have discussions with all these people and learn from them and really delve into some of these subjects and learn much more about the, the whole array of issues that need to be addressed uh, from people who have been long involved and know from experience. So looking forward 5, 10, 20 years, both from a social perspective and from the ecological um, park service perspectives, what are what, what's an ideal look for how Boulder and the, the city and the county uh, deals with wildfires, regardless of how wildfires are changing? Stefan, do you want to well, take well, that? I, I, I think that that's a really tough question because, you know, it, it, it's really hard to see what's going to happen from, like a, like we said, the climate change. However, uh, I, I think that, you know, more support and more thought to, to strategically uh, doing forest treatments and then uh, more prescribed fire on the landscape. Um, and, and, and if we can, you know, get the social license to, to do those things and, and, and do those things safely, we can we can set up a, a forest that can handle fire, uh, kind of back to uh, the structure that you can fire. Um, I, I think, you know, again, it's, it's uh, we, we have a lot of these big fires that have occurred. And, you know, those are areas now in, in some of those where there, there's no longer a forest. And... We have this. We have an opening there, and now we have something that we can kind of start from scratch, and and make sure that it doesn't get outside of or to a point where fire hazards are really high. And so, um, and and yeah, yeah. I was just saying, I'd like to see, and and I would like to see, uh, you know, more ownership from 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 private landowners on their properties and. And you know, educating their neighbors and trying to do the best they can to to make their forest to kind of uh, you know fall in line with what we are doing. I think a, a interesting parallel is the work that's been done by people on in terms of bears and wildlife over the last few years. Um, there's a much greater understanding of where bears 
uh, tend to go and what kind of measures homeowners need to take to prevent bears from ravaging private property and getting into trash cans and so forth. And I th I'm hopeful that in another five years or so that the public perspective of wildfires and managing vegetation to prevent the spread of wildfires will be uh, much higher and people will have acted on those measures as well. Right, and so both of you are kind of getting to my final question, which is what can individuals do to kind of prepare their spaces for wildfires, help work with the community f to uh, have a kind of better relationship with them? Well, the first, first step is to come Wednesday night <laughs> and participate in this workshop. Um, if you have not already registered for the event and are interested in it, I think the simplest way for you to get in contact with us is to email Colin Ziegler, who is the, the uh, coordinator. He's a CU grad student who's serving as the coordinator, and his email address is C-O-L-I-N dot Ziegler, Z-E-I-G-L-E-R 2 at gmail.com. Um, and we'd welcome everybody to come. It starts at 5.30 with a welcome reception. And then from 6 to 8, uh, we'll have a panel of some of these people that I was talking about, uh, residents with experience in this field, as well as opportunities to talk with a whole array of professionals. Um, and you can come and enjoy the evening, as well as learn very specific things that you might do from the, the uh, Station 8 City Fire Department, who can tell you what to do things, what kinds of things to do if you live in the city, or for, uh, as uh, Stefan mentioned, Wildlife Partners, who is doing that kind of work with rural fire departments up in the canyons and up uh, higher in the mountains. So um, come and join us. Anything you'd like to add to that, Stefan? No, I, 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 Karen got it right. That's hard to do, and, and the more people that can attend the workshops, uh, the more ambassadors we can have to, to spread the word of what we're doing, <coughs> and, and, and possibly even, uh, you know, identify things that uh, others can do to uh, both uh, the city uh, open space and then us, the county open space, have robust volunteer programs um, where, where we can always use help doing lots of different things. Uh, burning piles or rehabbing burn piles and lots, lots of different fun stuff so very fun i've been talking with karen hallwig she's on the advisory board for cu's center for sustainable landscapes and communities and stefan reynold he is the senior forestry resource specialist for boulder county parks and open space thank you both so much for coming on the show with me our pleasure thanks yeah it was awesome thank you that's all for News Underground today. Next week, we'll be talking about the uh, Commission on Human Rights that is occurring on campus this year. It travels around uh, different places each year, but we'll be talking about that next Monday. So tune in 6 p.m. I think we'll be taking this Wednesday off, uh, but I will also be re-uploading today's show if you're just tuning in and you missed it uh, to our SoundCloud so make sure to check that out you can go through our website and find it uh, and I'll link to the event registration uh, in there as well it's free 
uh, I encourage you to check it out, uh, especially since we've had such a long fire season uh, here in Boulder. There's something that anyone can do. You've been listening to News Underground on Radio 1190. This song is called Inferno. It's by Thundercat. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your night. Thank you.